The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. against Dean Malenko and in about 11 to 12 minutes got a pinfall 
He doesn't need to steal anymore. He's reformed. He's able to actually be the WCW Cruiserweight Champion, your winner and new champ. Six, your thoughts? I like where they went with it. I, I like the fact there was a lot going on here to start start off, but I like the fact that, okay, he legitimately, well, maybe it depends on what you refer to as legitimately, but, I mean, he got the victory there. So I, I like think a legitimate businessman? <laughs> right. We got a decent little payoff tonight from him running around stealing a bunch of stuff. So I was I was fine with it. I thought it was a it was a decent way to start the show. You know, a lot of times uh, I don't know, a lot of times we open the shows pay per views with a good little cruiserweight match or something, but there's not a lot that gets done storyline wise or progression wise or anything like that. But tonight it felt like it was a good match, but there was business that, that got done, so I was fine with it. Me and Gene backstage quickly plugging the hotline nine oh nine 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 hundred Give your parents permission to call. Uh, I think I started – it took me a second to get away from Dusty going to Mean Gene Oakland. Did you see that? I was trying to do Mean Gene, and I still had some Dusty left over. It's like, you know, not finishing your dinner, and you got a little bit of dinner roll left over. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, Mean yeah, Gene plugs the hotline. I'm sorry. You were saying something. I didn't want to cut you off there. No, I was just uh, I was just going to uh... – Talk about how much I, I like rolls. I'm a big roll fan. I, I like biscuits a little bit more than rolls. But uh, you ever I can, like I can, biscuits and gravy? I, yeah, I, I don't mind biscuits and gravy. I mean, my preference, my preference is just a biscuit with you know some type of, uh, preferably some type of pork sandwiched in the middle. Uh, but uh, biscuits and gravy is okay. The only thing with the great with that is you can't taste the texture of the biscuit. Fair enough. Well, you can put in a cat in the oven, but that don't make it a damn biscuit. Uh, Mean Gene backstage, quickly plug in a high line. He says that there was a WCW superstar who was having dinner with NWO members. And ironically enough, here comes DDP, Dallas Page, booming into the picture. He's not sure who he's facing tonight. He guess, you know, it's somebody from the NWO. Mean Gene mentions Buff Bagwell. And then DDP cuts in a promo, and Gene announces that it just happens to be Buff Bagwell. Hmm. Lucha action, Conan, La Parca, Viano, Ford defeated Juventud Guerrero, Supercalo, and Ciclope in um, a very high-flying action. This is this is the kind of match they normally open up the, like a WCW paper with, you know, pay-per-view with, which is a high-flying Lucha match. But uh, I thought this was um, put in the right spot. You know, you open up the title match, and they, you know, showed that obviously Six has been going around stealing all the belts. But I loved the the placement of this match on the card. Your winners, Conan, LaParca, and Viano Six. Uh, yeah, four. and I think Viano we got four. one of these. I always lose track of all the Vianos. <laughs> we got one of these in the last pay-per-view, and this is starting to become a little mainstay. But, no, I like these uh, these uh, six-man uh, Lucha-style matches, which, uh, as we were told 17 times during the course of the match, it's that's uh, what, what most of the matches are like in Mexico. It's uh, six-man tag, so uh, traditional Mexican style match. World television title match, uh, which wasn't really promoted coming up to the pay-per-view, but uh, we did get it on the pay-per-view. Prince Iakea pins Rey Mysterio Jr. uh, in a nice solid match as well. Uh, Her cut around by Rey, and he's on the apron. Regal tripped Rey uh, off the apron. Regal sends Rey back into the ring, and Iakea gets the win. Now Prince Iakea is trying to give the title to Rey. Rey doesn't want it. I'm sorry, my friend. That man, he he interrupted our match. Here, you be title. You be champ. Ray said no. 
<laughs> well, aren't you a swell fella, Prince Iakea? Me and Gene backstage. Again, plug in the hotline, 909-9900. Now, someone's eating dinner with the NWO. Let me ask you this. Me and Gene Okerlund seems to know the ins and outs of who's eating dinner, where they're eating dinner, why they're eating dinner, you know, what direction they're going, who's attending. Is Mean just looking to get that per diem that WCW seems to not pay him every week and he's trying to get somebody to pick up the ticket, pick up the tab? Either that or he's got like a little voyeuristic type of deal where he knows all this stuff and he's watching people eat dinner and just uh, all engaged in all kinds oh, of questionable behavior. I would uh, tear that questionable to take apart. <laughs> get a couple of eyeballs in there, Mino, Amino, Gino, and get that steak and some potatoes. Oh yeah, I would have a nice cognac with that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe you know honestly, he'd probably dip his steak right in his whiskey. You know, that he would. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> As he mentions that someone's eating dinner with the NWO, here comes the giant. Uh, now, he says he knows the outsiders, he knows the games they play, and what they're trying to do. Giant guarantees that they will win the tag titles, even though he is alone, because the Lex Express did not get the medical release in time, so it looks like it's a two-on-one match. Um, do you smell shenanigans, Matthew? It's hard to tell anymore. A year or two ago, yes, but things are so untraditional now with the NWO, it's really hard to say at this point. Fair enough. DDP defeats Buff Bagwell. Uh, by disqualification, this was a an odd one for me. Um, DDP and Bagwell back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now Bagwell argues with the ref. The ref shoves Bagwell down and gets in his face. Bagwell backs off on Page, and then a spinning clone by, by Page. Um, here's the Fisherman Superflex by Bagwell. Now Bagwell wants the referee to count Page out. You know, Bagwell taunts the crowd. Before going back to work, and then he hits a reverse neck breaker to connect with the DD or the you know the diamond cutter, and here comes the NWO. Page runs to the crowd, causing a DQ. How did Diamond Dallas Page beat Bagwell if DDP left through the crowd? <laughs> it's it was ironic. Well, it kind of makes you wonder, huh? Yep. Makes you wonder. United States Heavyweight Title Match: Eddie Guerrero defeating P- Chris Jericho, pinning him. Uh, um, a solid match, but the crowd was not into it. There was a couple boring chants in this. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it kind of takes you out when you're watching it. It kind of takes you out from the, you know, excitement of a good match between these two guys. Uh, solid wrestling match, though. Absolutely solid. Your thoughts on yeah. Cordero and Jericho? Yeah, no, and it was kind of insulting, too, because you got two really good in-ring technicians. And it's not going to appreciate it by the crowd like that. But here's the thing, and I don't believe this is the case in this match, but many other matches – you, uh, especially one of the opening matches of, of whether it be a Nitro or a pay-per-view, you've always got the crowd now looking around, and you'll see like one or two heads turn, and then everybody's looking a certain direction. This NWO type of deal, when they came out of the crowd, or when I guess Scott Hall came out of the crowd back uh, less than a year ago, it, the times have really turned WCW to the point where people are conditioned to expect just something unforeseen and a shock and awe. And, man, you have a lot of a lot of viewers now, a lot of people in attendance that just a, a five-star wrestling match in the ring doesn't cut it anymore. They want to see something unexpected. They want to see everybody's just waiting for that interference. And you're really – I think you're kind of pushing it with the crowd. You're, you have these crowds that just expect – 
so much other stuff to happen outside of a wrestling match. And not only that, but, I mean, you've got Guerrero and Jericho, two baby faces. This is a little bit of the risk you run when you have a face versus a face match like this. There's really, uh, I mean, and, and granted, the match was a little bit slower at times, but you got face versus face, more of a solid wrestling match in an era where they're expected for somebody to turn or somebody to come through the crowd or somebody new to show up or all kinds of crazy stuff or somebody to get run over by a motorcycle. So it's a, it's a different, it's the, there's a, they're evolving or devolving, which way you want to look at it into different types of wrestling fans now. Face versus face doesn't seem to work when it's that much lower on the card. If you're going main event, yeah. maybe we can do right. face versus face, but this is middle of the card. Face uh, versus face just really doesn't sell it for me. Yeah, it's not it's not Hogan Warrior. Right, exactly. Triangle tag team match, uh, the public enema, uh, public enemy, Rocco Rock and Johnny Grudge defeat Harlem Heat, which is Booker T and Stevie Ray, and the Faces of Fear, Mang and the Barbarian, uh, in a triangle match. Um this was weird to me. I mean, I understand what a triangle match is, but it just it seemed cl- clustered, clunky. Would clunky be the yeah. right word? Your thoughts, Matthew? Yeah, and it was supposed to be four people, but of course the Steiners are injured and they could compete, so it was not going to be for the number one contendership, and they made sure to say that multiple times. You're watching a triangle match that really doesn't have any bearing, which – Again, this is WCW. This, to me, was typical WCW trying to be go by the book and be the the wrestling organization that tries to present itself more like a sport. And I just, I don't know, it, it kind of cracked me up a little bit. I mean, you've got everything going on with the NWO that you do, but yet, you know, matches like this, they want to go by the book. And, ah, oh, because the Steiners can't participate tonight it's a uh you know it's no longer a number one contenders match so i see what they were going here for but i mean is that really a selling point on a pay-per-view this match no, was going to be for the number one contendership match. but somebody's but somebody's injured so it's going to have no bearing whatsoever they could have wrestled for a halliburton case speaking of a halliburton case <laughs> jeff jarrett pins steve mongo mcmichael um kind of uh, overwhelmed by the reaction that Mongo McMichael gets. He's a football player, folks, that just happens to work as a wrestler for a little bit. Um, other than that, there's really not much to Steve McMichael. Um, and whatever happened to Peppy or Chihuahua or, you know, Itchy or Scratchy or whatever the hell the dog's name was? Yeah, I know. That was, uh, I think that was his best shot at getting over. Yeah, and it didn't work because I, I mean, I don't know if in San Francisco they sold them in Chinatown and they made like lunch meat out of them. I, I have no idea. But uh, Jeff Jarrett with a win over Steve Mongo McMichael. San Francisco death match. Chris Benoit pinned Kevin Sullivan in a San Francisco death match. The only thing that was kind of cool was Jackie, Miss Jacqueline, excuse me, and woman were tied together. Unfortunately, it never got sexy. And I mean, when you have two women tied together, you're waiting for something to get sexy, and it never got sexy. Matthew, I thought this personally was the match of the night. It got the best reaction from the crowd, and I mean, it's a pretty stiff shot between those two, and also you just said two women two. tied together and stiff in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah, that's that, they go hand in hand, don't they? Um, they're, oh, they're hey the now. But, uh, yeah, and then, then of course, the, the finish, I mean, uh, Benoit coming off the top rope with uh, 
Jackie on top of uh, on top of Taskmaster. I mean, a crazy finish, and they, I mean they they built it. I do hope everybody was all right because I mean they they stretched the the stretchers and the you know them taking them out on boards and ambulances and everything for probably a good five or six minutes. So I, I thought yeah. th- th- this match probably had the most energy out, out of anything on the card tonight. Okay, World Tag Team Title Match: The Giant and well, the Giant defeat the Outsiders to win the belts. Now, the reason I stammered and stuttered because the match technically was the Giant by himself defeating the Outsiders, but at the end of the match, here comes Lex Luger, connects with the power bomb. Uh, excuse me, Nash sets Giant up and connects with the power bomb, and then he sends Eric Bischoff into the guard railing. Luger gets the hot tag. He works on all three men. Luger with the torture rack on Nash. Nash tapped out. Giant grabs Hall and connects with the choke slam. Your winner of the match and new tag team champions, not just the Giant, Lex Luger as well. Uh, it was a hot finish, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know if this will stand up because technically Lex Luger was said to have not been cleared medically. He came out there and the referee counted a one, two, three. Look what happened at sold out. Right, right. And they're not legitimately the tag team champions either. The outsiders aren't. So they could play that card again and uh, you really didn't defeat the real life. The real tag team champions, yeah. And that's the precedent you set with the whole Steiner deal when you start making – when you have Bischoff running both companies, blah, blah, blah. Again, does this even matter? Does it get reversed tomorrow night on Nitro? Not sure. But our main event, world heavyweight title match, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper. Uh, Hogan gets the pin on Piper, but that's not really the story here. Hogan gets the pin – because when Piper pinned Hogan for the one, two, three, his legs were under the rope. Put there by who, you ask? Well, during the match, Sting and the Macho Man, Randy Savage, yeah. I forgot I do a little bit of Macho Man, too. You're now number one on the Macho Man's intergalactic hit list. Yeah! Again, terrible impressions. I should, you know, that should be my thing. I do bad impressions badly. That should be it. I mean, yeah. because my Dusty Rhodes is terrible, my Macho Man is terrible. I'm I'm, Ooh, I'm still a fan yeah. of your uh, your your Robin Yount. <laughs> my Robin Yount. Hi, I'm Robin Yount. That was good, right? <laughs> <laughs> it gets me every time. It gets me every time. It's just like the beginning <laughs> of Wayne's World, where they're doing uh, Chroma Key. We're in Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> Macho show up at uh, in the aisles. Sting tells Macho to uh, stay. And then then Macho goes down. Uh, Macho gets in there. He goes ahead and you know pulls Hogan's legs. They start beating on Piper. The Macho Man is sold out and is now a member of the New World Order. Yeah. Your thoughts, Matthew, on the show and Macho turns to the NWO. You know what tonight really did. It I enjoyed the first Piper Hogan match much more uh, than this, Darkhead. but uh, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, I'm really I'm really looking forward to Nitro tomorrow night because I want to see what happens with I want to see what happens with Jarrett being a legitimate horseman. I think that this has been a long angle, but the fact that he's officially a horseman now, I think that could be entertaining. Uh, I think the fact that I kind of want to see what happens with the tag team titles, and then, of course, I want to see the reasons that we've got uh, NWO Macho Man. The only thing is, like, you just run the risk of, okay, is everybody eventually going to join the NWO, 
does WCW really have a chance because everybody's in the NWO now? But, um, again, I don't think this was as good as a pay-per-view as Starcade was, but I am excited. I, I feel like they gave a lot of angles kind of shots in the arms tonight, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where, where TV goes from here. Okay, well, we will review and react next week right here on the PWR Now Network. Also, folks, make sure you're tuning in every Wednesday night. Uh, this is Matthew with the, the line that we cross. We're back into reality here. Uh. This Wednesday night, it's PWR Primetime right on the PWR Now Network here on Blog Talk Radio. Damien Nelson, David Hero, ODB, Al Snow, Robbie E., Matthew Thomas, and the man they call Meathead. I will not be there this week, just like Matthew was out last week. But don't forget to join. It's two of solid hours of wrestling talk that you're going to get live right here on the PWR Now Network. So, for Matthew Thomas, I'm that guy they call Meathead. Hey, Matthew, I'm that guy they call Meathead. You know what I'm talking about? The guy that they call Meathead? That's me. I'm that guy. The, yeah, yeah, the guy, the guy. <laughs> no, yeah, the guy. For Matthew, I'm Meathead. So long, everyone. Yeah.